love self-help books. I feel like a self-help book junkie for sure. For the past 15 years, I have been kind of addicted. But that being said, I have to say there's a huge problem with self-help books. Hey, Clutterbugs, and welcome back to the Clutterbug podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about self-help books because, I mean, you listen to podcasts, you watch podcasts, you're definitely someone who wants to better themselves. Like, that's what that's what this is all about. It's about learning and having that motivation from other people, getting wisdom from other people so that you can either get stuff done, find that motivation, or learn something new. And that for me is definitely the number one reason why I am so drawn to self-help books. I know for a fact, I know that they have improved my life substantially, but there's definitely a misconception. There's, they're not perfect. And the, the problem with self-help books is the assumption that reading a book or even listening to a book or somehow like hearing wisdom is going to completely overnight fix your life. It's a huge problem because especially for like people just getting into these things, you spend, I don't know, $30, books are expensive, on a book and you feel really motivated reading it. And a week later, you feel like you're right back where you were before you started reading the book. And that can feel very defeating. And I think some of these books come with this promise of this life-changing thing, like somehow, you know, reading the book is going to transplant our brain and we're suddenly going to become a person who gets up at 5 a.m. I actually read that book. I did not ever even once get up at 5 a.m. Did I want to? Sure. I felt motivated to do it. Never actually did it. But I'm still glad I read the book. And and that's what I, I'm hoping when you're listening to this podcast today, first of all, I hope you're going to tackle something in your home. I hope while listening to this, you're going to get up, not just passively listen, and we're going to take action on something you've been putting off today, something you've been procrastinating today, whether you're doing the dishes, do that laundry, grab a trash bag and do some trash bag therapy, find some things to go. How can you take action? How can you make a difference in your home while listening to me rant about self-help books? <laughs> yeah, just let me rant. Uh, and I want to talk about this because, because I want you, if you've ever read a book and like had a bad experience to kind of get back into it and have an open mind. And so um, I'm hoping to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly starting with the good. The thing that I find the most powerful about reading self-help books is the instant motivation that I feel. I feel like I'm borrowing the motivation from the author. They're written from a place of trying to fire people up. The author's whole goal is to get the reader excited about their own life, excited about the possibilities of their life. And it's it's very culty. And you can't help but feel that burst of energy, that burst of motivation come off the paper. Or I like to listen to audiobooks and I feel it, man. And it's fleeting. I can't, it goes away. It doesn't last, but sometimes it's that jolt that I need in the moment to get up and do something small. And 
that is to me so priceless, that little jolt. But it isn't long lasting. But there's something else that comes from the, these books. I'm going to talk about a lot of the books I love and why I love them in just a second. But there's something else that I do feel is long lasting that comes from these books. And that is a sliver of knowledge that I didn't have before. None of these things is going to like change your life overnight. None of the information from these books is that thing that's like the one thing you've been missing that now all the pieces can fall into place, but you are going to learn something that you didn't know before. It's like a, you know, a grain of sand filling into your cup. Bad, I'm, I'm bad at metaphors here. But every time I consume some of this, every time I learn something new, every time I read something new, I, I'm like, I'm leveling up a little bit. All these slivers, all of these grains of sand are adding up to a life, to me, a better, just more knowledgeable, more confident, just better me. And so I'm... I'm not naive going in thinking that one is the answer. I know that it's hundreds that are the answer. And I'm never going to be perfect, but I can promise you this, I'm way better than before. And the third reason why I'm pretty much obsessed with self-help books is I've seen firsthand how it shifts a mindset. And that mindset shift can be long-lasting. So the more... I consume the same sort of thoughts over and over, the more my thought patterns change myself. So a really good example is the first self-help books I was ever introduced to were financial books. I had zero financial knowledge. I didn't know what compound interest was. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to save. I didn't, I was like, you get money, you buy stuff, right? Like that's the thing. You work for money so that you can buy food and have a place to live and get some fun stuff. I started reading like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and The Wealthy Barber and then Dame, Dave Ramsey. And I started learning that money is really a tool to make you more money. Like money can earn you money. This was, you're probably listening to this and like, yeah, okay, obviously Cass. But this is something I didn't know. And this was like a mindset shift that made me start thinking about building wealth instead of looking at my money as what it could buy me. And I'm not great with money and I waste things still. But the big picture, my overall mindset about money, I really like, I see things differently. I save differently. I spend differently than I did before I consumed all of those books. And it wasn't one book that changed my mindset. It was repeatedly hearing the same message coming from a bunch of different ways for an extended period of time that literally retrained my brain and made me think differently, that made me think better. And the exact same thing happened when it came to organization. When I first started getting organized, I got that spark from Peter Walsh. And then I read his book, It's All Too Much. And then I read Julie Morgenstein's book like a million times. And I just started consuming as much knowledge about home organization and home management as possible. And even today, the things that I'm saying with clients, the things I'm saying to you that fall out of my face, these are not original thoughts. These 
this is the knowledge that's been put in my brain from like a bazillion experts that I've consumed that have taught me how to declutter, have taught me how to organize through just like repetitive information, the same message said lots of different ways over time. And yeah, it's so, so this is why I think this self-help is important. I don't think it's the individual books that are like life-changing. I think it's the self-betterment. It's the, the drive to level up, the drive to learn, the, the drive to know something, do something, be something that I wasn't yesterday. And it can, sometimes I just want to watch some Netflix or or just be a bum and not do those things. Um, and that's fine. This isn't something we have to do every day, day in and day out, but know that a little bit, a little bit goes a long way when you're consistent with it. If you're listening to 15 minutes a day of an audiobook on your drive to work or while you're doing the dishes, that's going to add up to an improved you. But it isn't going to change your overnight. And so let's talk about some of some of my favorite books and and the good, the bad, the ugly with those. I've talked a million times about Atomic Habits. That book was by far the best book on developing new habits that I ever read because I always thought when I wanted to change something about myself, I had to basically like go, like if I want to lose weight, I could just never eat sugar again. That's my thing. I'm I, I'm like, I, I eat badly. I'm going to just, now I'm doing keto or some ridiculous thing, like this all or nothing big life change approach to changing the things about myself that I wanted to change. And I would every single time fail, every time. And then just kind of be like, oh, give up. Oh, it's too hard. It felt hard to create new habits or change bad habits. And so James Clear's Atomic Habits is the completely opposite approach. It's like like a like a tweak, like a little, like a little, how can you just be like a little bit better, 10% better? I think that's a book. Maybe it's 10% happier. The point is, there's a lot, all pretty much the same. <laughs> it's like the same message, like recycled over and over again. But that's great because the message is what we need to hear. It's not about these big overnight, insane new life changes. It's tiny little things that we can do. So there's a million books like that, a, a bazillion books about creating new habits. They're all saying the same thing, but they're all saying the same thing because that's what works. And these are people who have changed their lives. They're educated. They're people who just like research habit building all day. Why would we not look to them for the answers? Why, like every time I think I, I meet a lot of people and I'm like, oh, this is my, I love this book. And what's your favorite self-help book? They're like, oh, I don't really read self-help books. I just think that's bonkers to me. There are these people who are experts in their field, who have tremendous success, not in everything, but they've literally mastered areas of their life through trial and error and blood, sweat, tears. They've learned skills. They've they've learned like tricks and hacks. And they're standing on a mountain 
Like, I have some amazing advice that I want to share with you that can change your life. And there's people like down below, like plugging their ears, like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to listen. Don't tell me. Nah, 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 nah. I can't hear you. And that's so weird to me because maybe the message that you hear doesn't resonate. Maybe they're, you know, you actually listen to the message and you're like, okay, well, that did nothing for me. But man, it could have. It's not like you're, you could get these self-help books and get this information for free at the library. You can listen to podcasts and get this. This isn't like it's costing you anything. And the potential gain is incredible. It's exponential. So um, I'm hoping, yeah, you have more of an open mind. Okay. So let's talk about some of like the worst, best self-help books out there. Um, One that I read years ago that I like, I have a love-hate relationship. And now I have even like a more love-hate relationship with it is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Yeah. Even reading it at the time. So Rachel Hollis, at like, she was like it, man. She was like the it girl at the time. Everyone was just raving about her. Instant New York Times bestseller. She had a really popular blog. She really came out with this book at the time where it was like hustle mentality, like stand up straight, freaking pull up your bootstraps, get your life together. You are the only one standing in the way. What the heck kind of thing. And reading that book at the time, it was very motivating, but it was also like I felt the toxic, right? I felt like the judging. I felt bad about myself when reading that book, but also I felt very motivated. And I think one of the things that stood out most to me about the book girl wash your face was how often I play into the victim mentality how often I blame my I blame my circumstances I blame my upbringing I blame my troubled past um for today's failures and I have done this for a very long time so if you are new to my podcast I I went through a really hard time as a teen, I ran away from home at 15. I was homeless for a number of years. Um, I had a lot of arrests, I had a criminal record. As an adult, I still have a criminal record. And what that means is it's very difficult to find employment. I deal with a lot of like guilt and shame over that. It was also very hard for me to, as a I, being homeless to find employment on top of that. So a lot of places, especially if you're dealing with money, like even McDonald's, they want a criminal background check. So I couldn't work with kids or money or um, anything. And I felt very, I went to so many interviews and it was like almost got the job, but then I needed to pass a criminal background check and I couldn't. And so I didn't get that job and I struggled financially for so long. I really didn't have a lot of money to get myself situated. So I, I, I had a lot of excuses, a lot of victim mentality. Um, and even when I kind of started getting my life together, I always played, I was like leaned back onto that, right? Like 
kind of like, oh, but I'm in such a disaster. And oh, I, I, you know, I went through all this crazy thing and I did all these bad things and I had all these hardships and that's why I can't X, Y, Z. And so this book, though there was lots of toxic crap in it, and I'm not a big fan of like toxic positivity, like just put on a brave face and smile. I did appreciate the, it's kind of like the slap, like, stop it. You are in charge of your own happiness. I don't care about your parents. I don't care about whatever happened to you. Maybe your ex, whatever it is, that's done and over with. And no one can control your happiness other than you. You're in charge of you. The only person at the end of the day that affects your mood, your happiness, and where you're going in life and your success is you. Stop blaming anyone else. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and get your freaking crap together. That was a message I really needed to hear at the time. And it's a message that I think a lot of people need to hear. And it's a message I still need to hear today. So it was a little fat shamey. There was lots of like crap in there that I, 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 I didn't think was great. And now I, she's done a lot of crap and I'm just like, oh, maybe she's not a great person, but it, who cares? Because the, that message helped me. That message helped me when I needed it. And there's a lot of books out there that aren't perfect. Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. I'm not a fan of Jordan Peterson. Kind of think he's a bit misogynistic. Wouldn't want to have dinner with the dude. His book, 12 Rules for Life, had lots of very good things in there that made me think. And I feel like I gained some tools for my toolbox. I really, really did. You are a badass. I feel like the subtle art of not giving a bleep. There's a lot of books that have swear words in them, you know, and I think that's part of a marketing ploy. Um, you're reading these books. It's like the same crap over and over again. But but there was messages in these books, too. It's like, stop caring what other people are thinking. At the end of the day, the only person you have to please is yourself. And stop looking for other people to give you answers to questions they've never even solved for themselves. Like, why are we looking for validation from people who aren't even where we want to be in life? Why are we, we, we see our parents and we're like, oh, I don't want to disappoint them when it comes to my career or who I choose as a, 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 to love or who I, if I have children or don't or what I spend money on. But we look, do you want to be like your parents? No. Oh, heck no. So, or whatever, anyone in society, like, why are we letting other people that aren't where we want to be give us directions about where we're going? That's bonkers. And so, so many of those type of self-help books kind of help you establish that self-confidence. They do. They're just like little bits, like slivers. You're not going to read it and like love yourself totally 100%. You're not going to read that and be like, actually, mother, you can go pound salt. I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I want to do. But you're going to have like a, an inkling, a grain of sand, a tiny splash of more confidence. And eventually when you consume a lot of these same message in different ways over and over again, 
you will have that mindset shift to these thoughts are now your own. These other thoughts that you're consuming, that were other people's advice, other people's like these gurus telling you these messages over and over again, they replace your own messages of self-doubt, of imposter syndrome, and all the other, whatever it is that's holding you back. Your mindset shifts the more you consume the same message over and over again. So while you're listening to this, I hope you're cleaning or decluttering, or doing something, but I want you to think of your life in of an area where you feel you would like to improve, because that's what this is all about. Like, what's an area you would like some improvement on? And can we find a self-help book that focuses on that area? I need to read some self-help books about fitness. I need to, I need to practice what I preach. Um, that would actually be very helpful because I, I'm kind of like, I did the finance thing and I learned so much. I did the organizing thing. I learned so much Then I, I, I was really into these sort of like pull yourself up by your bootstraps books. And, and that changed a lot. And I started working hard and, and putting myself out there. And, and now I'm kind of more into the self-help books of like, just being okay with not always striving for more, being okay, just like with contentment, being happy with where you are and not always looking for more. So I was reading the books of like, get more, get more, get more, because I needed that at the time. And it was helpful at the time. But now I'm looking for kind of like, let's be slower. Let's live a more simpler life. How can we take stuff off your plate? How can we put down the hustle? You don't need to hustle anymore. You hustled. You did a great job, man. Now it's okay to just enjoy the fruits of your labor. Because that's where I am in my life right now. And everybody's in a different place. And there's different books. There's different mindsets for each of those places. And the truth is you don't need, it doesn't have to necessarily be a book. I feel like a book is just like a, it's all packaged nice and it's like there for you, right? You don't have to like search out a bunch of different podcasts and maybe people are interviewing things that don't really resonate with you at the time. Whereas a self-help book, it's like, this is the message. It's packaged for you. It's here. Let's consume it and move on. I'm all about let's consume and move on. And here's another thing. I rarely, if ever, finish a book. I feel like the best stuff is in the first three chapters. I like listen to the best stuff and I move on. I check it. I'm like, thank you very much, friend. I got, I got what I needed from this and I move on. And there's no shame in that. And that's like why the library is so great. You can get a library book and you can listen to audiobooks and you can, or you can like check out the actual paper book and you don't need to focus on like cover to cover finishing this because that's not what this is about. This is about gaining that, hearing that message, gaining that knowledge, and then rinse and repeat with another book with the same message. Let it sink in. Is it a little culty? Yep, it is. It's a little culty, but it's the good kind of culty. It's not the drink the Kool-Aid and go to Mars or whatever crap that cult was about. It's it's like 
it's the cult of you, a better you. And it is addicting. It's definitely addicting. But I feel like it's a positive addiction. Okay. So another book that I really like, this is a little bit older, but Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I found this book um, again at the time I needed to hear it was all about just like embracing your inner wild and not trying to follow the stereotypical path of life, being okay to go off that path, being okay with people being upset with you for that, not always doing things by the book just because you're supposed to, not people-pleasing everyone all the time at your own expense. It was a really good book. Not that I'm overly a people pleaser, but I definitely like, I have ADHD. I'm a bit weird. Um, Joe says I'm a lot like Beth from Yellowstone. I've never seen Yellowstone, but I'm, I'm inappropriate. I'm, I'm rude sometimes at the dinner table. I've been known to talk about a butthole or two over a steak and uh, that really puts people off. And I and I, I don't want to be like that. I want to be normal. And I, I, my whole life, I'm like, I just want to be normal. I don't want to be such a weirdo anymore. It's off-putting. Can't I just be a normal person with normal friends? Can we not just sit around and talk about our grass or the weather or whatever normal people talk about? That sounds nice. Uh, but the truth is, I hate that. I don't want to talk about grass. Guess what, Susan? I don't care about your kid's soccer game. I don't know your kid. I, d- I don't care. I don't care how much bologna is on sale at the grocery store for right now. Let's talk about something cool and interesting and weird. And if that has to be buttholes, let's talk about buttholes because that's interesting. And I'm not for everyone. And I don't have a whole lot of friends because I'm I'm a whole lot of weird. And that's a lot to handle for most people. But I felt like this book, Untamed, made me feel better about my weird and embracing my weird and knowing that like different strokes for different folks or whatever. And hearing that message over and over again from lots of different things. Another book, The Courage to Be Disliked. Very good. It's okay to be, you don't have to, not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Very good book. A message I really needed to hear at the time. Things are going weird in this podcast today, aren't they? But I hope when you're listening to this, that you're thinking about yourself and you're thinking about your life and the areas where you feel a bit of a hole, where you feel a little bit, hmm, like you want that improvement. A self-help book, friend, it can really help. What I don't want you to do, <laughs> I'm going to say this, I hope nobody hears, is, is, you know what? I can only speak from my own experience. I'm just going to say it. What I don't want you to do is spend a bunch of money on a program that promises to help you change. And what I mean by this is I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins, huge fan, love his book, Awaken the Giant Within, excellent book. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar thing. I didn't pay for it. A friend paid for it. It was virtual. She invited me to go watch it with her at a house that we we all rented together, a group of women. 
it was very impactful. It was really great. It was like $20,000 a ticket or some absurd thing that I did not spend a dime on, nor would I listen. Here's what I'm going to say. You don't need to spend the money like that to get the same results. Basically, he's just saying what he says in his book, but he's shouting it on a stage. And yes, you have the energy of everyone around you. And yes, it's like it's amplified. But save your money and get Awaken the Giant Within and get 10 more books from the library that are all saying the same message and you're going to get the same end result. I'm life coaches. I fell into this. I paid $6,000 and hired a life coach. I wrote down the things that I, that this life coach said to me, get clarity. You have limiting beliefs. How do you want to show up? Let's let go of the how. I'm going to hold space for you. Stay present. Are you aligned with your bigger goals? There was like a lot of fluffy crap being said. There was a lot of like sentences that were read from self-help books that were regurgitated and repackaged into a bunch of fluffy crap. I gained nothing from that $6,000. What a waste of money. Now, maybe there's life coaches out there. Maybe I had a bad experience, but I, I just, I don't want you thinking you're like, man, I really want to change. I really want to have this like big, impactful, huge overnight thing. That's not real life. And it doesn't matter how much you spend on it. You're not going to get that. I think everything in life, whether it's getting your house clean losing weight, getting your finances in order. It all comes from little tiny drops of sand in the right direction. Your life is a combination of small little changes. We're back to atomic habits, but the, it's the truth. It's a it's a mindset shift. It's it's tiny bits of action. Even if you read a book and you don't change one freaking thing about yourself, you are better off than before you read that book because something in your brain is a little bit changed. Keep changing your thoughts. Keep learning and you're going to see a big, big difference. If you listen to my podcast and you're consistently listening to my podcast, but you're sitting on your butt and you're not filling a trash bag, it's not a waste of your time because I know, I know for a fact that you are learning how to declutter whether you are doing it or not. You are learning. You are gaining confidence in your ability. You are learning the right ways. You are changing your mindset about your stuff. And about how you organize. You are, you, when you do get up, when you do decide to take action, you have the tools now to actually succeed. And so, yeah, passively, I would rather you up and doing the dishes, friend. I really would. But even if you're not, it's still worthy of your time because you're hearing the same message over and over, and it's changing the way you think about yourself. And that is the power of self-help, whether it comes in the form of a book or a podcast or a TED talk or whatever it is. It's the message that we need to hear 
And sometimes we need to hear different messages at different times in our lives, and that's okay. I want to take a second to thank KiwiCo for sponsoring today's podcast. Every month we get an amazing kit from KiwiCo for my kids and especially Abby loves this day. We've made robots in the past. She's made rockets, but her absolute favorite was this month. She's been wanting a Bluetooth speaker for a long time and that's exactly what the kit was from KiwiCo. She made one from scratch and the speaker's sound quality is amazing. She learned about circuits and transistors and a bunch of other things I didn't understand. And she did this 100% by herself. She's really learning that engineering is fun and creating is better than just buying. And I'm telling you, this is such an incredible gift to give to your kids. Redefine learning with play and explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line. Go to kiwico.com forward slash organize. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com slash organize. A lot of self-help books that I've listened to don't resonate with me at all. Brene Brown is a really good example. I I think she's a genius. And Brene Brown is obviously like just incredible in her field and has written a ton of New York Times bestselling books. But her message is all about overcoming perfectionism, letting go of that that need to be perfect, to overanalyze, to overthink everything. She's like the queen, the hero, the beacon for people who really struggle with that that level of like anxiety that comes with, I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to do things wrong. I don't want to redo things. She's like, she's there. She is that person who has overcome that struggle and is sharing her message that doesn't really resonate with me because I'm not a perfectionist. That isn't something I've ever really struggled with. And so listening to her talk, I'm like, it, it, it just wasn't for me. And that's okay. There's lots of books that that aren't for you. I, I just started listening to a book that someone recommended called Grit by Angela Duckworth. And I started listening to Grit and it was... It was like, at first I'm like, this is going to be incredible. And then into the second and third chapter, I'm like, wait a minute. Are you just saying like work really hard? (laughs) Is your whole message like work hard at stuff? Because I don't 100% believe that. I think consistency totally is key. But do I think you need to bust your butt 24-7? Do I... That again, I'm kind of over that hustle mentality now. I don't want to hear that message. I'm over that message. I needed it at the time when I needed to hustle, when I needed to like have grit and work hard and like pull up my bootstraps and fail and try again and fail and try again and fail and try again. But I'm I'm in a different place in my life now where I, that message makes me feel kind of nauseous. So when listening to that, and she was talking about a spelling bee, and she was saying like, the kids who study, the kids who are like naturally gifted at spelling didn't necessarily do better. It was the kids who studied nine hours a day that, that showed that had the most success. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. 
obviously, but I'm, I'm not, I don't want to work at something for nine hours a day right now. Like I, I'm, I'm in a different place in my life. I want to, I want to let go of that drive to, I work too much. I work too much now. I'm in a different place. Like I, I was like super lazy where I just wasn't hustling at all. And I needed, I needed that drive, but now I got it and it was great. But now I'm like, I'm going to put that down and I want to work smarter, not harder. And I want to, I want to embrace like less just all around. Things don't have to be awesome. Things can be like meh. And I'm okay with that now, you know? And so different, different messages for different phases in your life are so important and know what you, that's the thing, like have that self-awareness to know what you need now. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to Clutterbug, you're either like a weirdo who just like likes to hang out with me and you also like to talk about buttholes at the dinner table. That's a possibility. Or you like, <laughs> you're listening to this despite my weirdness because you really are in a place where you're like, I've had enough of an of a messy house. I want to change. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of cleaning all the time. I'm sick of tidying all the time. I want a house that's under control and stop. I need someone to help me let go of the excess and get organized because I'm sick of feeling like a failure when it comes to my home. Maybe you're there. And then this is the message that I want to share to you. Not in this podcast, because in this podcast, we're talking about self-help books, but um, listen to other books, listen to The Minimal Mom, listen to Dana from Slob Comes Clean, consume as much as you can about getting your house under control. Casey Davis, get it, get it, girl, go listen to everything about getting your house under control. And it's going to change your mindset and it's going to change everything. It's going to give you the motivation. It's going to give you the tools. And I promise you, just consuming it, even without you getting up and taking action, you're going to get there. Because 90% of it, 90% of the reasons why we're struggling is in our head. It's our own selves telling ourselves we can't, making excuses, or just getting in our way, not believing that it can actually happen, talking ourselves out of it, just all the excuses in the world of why we shouldn't, why we can't, why we never will. It's 90% of why we're failing at whatever it is we're failing in life. And we can change that easily by changing the way we think by replacing our own thoughts with the thoughts of other people who have already made it. Consuming self-help books. I'm, I'm serious, friends. Consuming podcasts. I don't care. Whatever it is. Um, you don't have to spend money on this. I have an Audible account with Amazon. I don't know if I recommend that because I was like really into it. So I upped it. So I had more credits because I kept running out of credits and I just looked, I have like 18 credits available right now. So gosh, I'm spending like a bloody fortune on self-help books and 
you don't have to. I'm here to tell you, like, don't do that. Please don't do that. Get a library account. I'm just a lazy butt who has never done that. Like, stop it. I need to go get a library account because they have Audible books that I can borrow. Um, I'm not really a paper book person right now in my life. I'm not, I, I would rather listen to it. So stop it though. Like, stop it. I'm going to listen to them once and never again get a library book, get a library card, Cass. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, go right now. You can sign up online, I'm pretty sure. Let's do this. Or find these books, find like them free. Can we find these free books? Can we sign up for like a free Blinkist trial? That's supposed to be like where they take, this isn't, listen, this isn't some sponsored thing. I don't know. It's expensive, which is why I've never done Blinkist, but I think they like take the audiobooks or take books and like break them down into five, 10, 15 minute chunks. So you get the best of the best. I don't know if you could get the same effect from that or not. I, I can't say because I haven't tried it, but I know there's free trials and I'm willing to give it a whirl. I just hope when you're listening to this that you're inspired to think about the area in your life that you really want to change and just keep consuming the message. Keep listening. Keep, keep replacing your own thoughts with the thoughts and the message of those who have already succeeded who are at who have mastered that area of their life because the message they're going to share with you will do nothing but make your own message better make your life better help you level up and get where you want to be it's a shortcut friends it's a hack i promise you Instead of like trudging and learning the hard way and doing all the work and then finally getting the message yourself, why not just take the shortcut and get the message, the like osmosis it. Let's do some culty crap and take the shortcut to the good stuff. Because why the heck not? Because we don't get bonus points for doing life the hard way and this is like the ultimate hack. Is there a is it perfect? No. The biggest problem with self-help books is the promise that it is going to change you overnight. That is a lie. It isn't. It's slow, tiny, baby changes. It's slowly changing the message through lots and lots and lots of different people saying it a million different ways. So I hope you're inspired today to give a self-help book another try. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time.